If you missed it live, catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za. Isaac, you have monitored many a budget speech, but I understand that there's uh, often peculiar nuances uh, that add to uh, the importance and the focus of the budget speech that we're seeing this year. Talk us through some of these themes and why this is so critical. Yeah, look, the main story here is that we've struggled for the last 10 years to to get the budget deficit to where it needs to be so that government's debt levels um, can stabilize. Because over this 10-year period, we've seen debt levels increase. And because South Africa borrows at a very high interest rate, we've seen the government's debt, so the interest burden, mm. increase substantially. And it's been the fastest growing item within the budget over the last decade. Um, to the point where we now spend 21 cents on every rand of tax that's collected goes towards interest payments. So you really need to get this debt level under control. Um, it's It's been a struggle. Um, mm-hmm. It's been a struggle not because Treasury um, has made mistakes, they've made a few mistakes, but it's really because um, I think politics has intervened. I think the state of the SOEs are worse than expected, mm-hmm. um, and they have need continued bailouts. And um, of course, the wage bill has, has also risen quite sharply over this period, and, and state uh, civil servants have, have received uh, fairly generous uh, wage increases. So all of this has put us in a situation now where we really need to make some tough decisions about um, how we get this under control. Yep. And maybe let's start with the biggest thing to try to get under control, which is our debt, our debt-to-GDP ratio uh, estimated to reach at least 77%, which is significantly high. Uh, Help us contextualize this in an economy that is still struggling with adequate growth, struggling with adequate revenues, and might likely have to continue to borrow its way uh, in order to make sure that we can make our interest payments on our debt. Exactly. So, so, and remember, debt-to-GDP is obviously a ratio. So if you have more GDP, um, then that ratio comes down. So, so the, the really the underlying problem here, and we can talk about tax revenues and spending, and a lot of the focus in the budget will be tomorrow on spending and taxes and so on. But underlying, the big problem we have in South Africa is that our economy is not growing fast enough. And uh, your, your previous speaker really spoke about the, um, Ms. Zikalala spoke about the challenges with the logistics, the challenges with, with, um, with electricity and so on. If we have faster growth, and remember over the last decade, the economy has really struggled to grow more than 1% in real terms. So it's really been crawling along. If we can just get to growth of 2 3%, nothing nothing too exciting, but that, that changes the long-term fiscal dynamic substantially. So really that is what needs to, what we need to see from the budget is a continued focus on um, how are we gonna get this economy to grow faster? And to my mind, there really is only one way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is to allow private sector investment into these network industries, logistics, electricity, water, and so on. These in, these industries that have been monopolized by the state and where the state has not been up to scratch in terms of uh, providing the necessary services and goods. Um, others will argue that we need a big fiscal injection, that we need a basic income grant, that we need to to, to kind of borrow a lot of money and, and kind of give the economy a boost that way. The problem is you're borrowing that money from the government's point of view at an interest rate that sits north of 10%. Mm. Um, 
it really, really is very expensive for the government to borrow money. So it and should in be foreign trying to currency, less. I assume, as well. And, and I think what will happen if we do can convince the market that we are getting our fiscal situation under control, then those borrowing costs will start coming down. Because obviously those borrowing costs reflect primarily the fact that the market sees the government as less credit worthy than it was um, 10 years ago. Mm. Very important there is, again, uh, coupled with that uh, in foreign borrowing, is it also comes in uh, uh, within a foreign currency. As you mentioned a moment ago, we did speak to the CEO of Kumba Iron Ore, Mbumizi Galala. Yesterday, we spoke to the CEO of Amplatz, Mr. Craig Miller, Miller. And what was quite evident is that these mining houses are having to reconfigure their operations. They are seeing a reduction in revenues, impacting their profits, not being able to move their products uh, as quickly in and out of the country as we could. And this reminds me of 2021. We saw a beautiful windfall in terms of tax revenues from the mining sector because many of them reported record profits on the back of higher commodity prices. Right now, seems as though that uh, boom that we witnessed just over two years ago is not something that we'll see this year. Uh, and I'm assuming this adds the pressure that we'll likely see on our tax collections. Absolutely. I mean, we, we I think we will see weaker um, tax collection numbers. Um, you know, obviously the budget will update the numbers for for the last year. Um, we cannot rely on global commodity prices to bail us out because they are very volatile. Uh, we were extremely lucky after COVID, extremely mm. lucky. I think if we didn't get that boom in commodity prices, the country would have been in very deep trouble. But we did. Um, unfortunately, we couldn't make full use of it because our ports are clogged and our railways aren't functioning properly and we had load shedding, etc. But still, we were very lucky to get that commodity boom. We can't rely on it. We need to have growth that is uh, steadier, that is more internally generated and less reliant on these international windfalls. Mm-hmm. Definitely. In your newsletter that you've also shared on why this uh, budget speech is so pivotal this year, you highlight the NHI, the National Health uh, Insurance Bill. Uh, and uh, whilst we're well aware that the president still has to sign this into law, uh, the budget expectations are quite exorbitant. And we've heard members of the private sector raising some of their concerns here. What should we look out for? Should the NHI be mentioned tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, as far as I can tell, the NHI hasn't featured in the budget uh, save for a few pilot projects. Um, so this whole massive uh, reconfiguration of the national health system has not been properly costed yet, and it's not showing up in the budget, despite the fact that it will cost many billions of rands, uh, hundreds of billions of rands even. So I think, yeah, I think we want we want to see if there is any sign of NHI starting to, to filter into the budget, uh, into the longer term planning in the budget. I suspect not, because as you said, it hasn't been signed into law. Mm-hmm. And so... I don't think the Treasury will uh, will include it, but I think that is one one area where we we want to watch because, as I said earlier, you know you want to get spending under control, but this is um, this is going to be a massive increase in spending, and how how do you how do you match that? How do you balance that that you that you cut spending in some areas, but you you drastically increase um, spending in health uh, in the health sector? Definitely. Been reading a few interesting articles on uh, how this uh, might require a significant amount of funding, uh, 600 million rand, if I'm not mistaken. But but Isaac, as we close off, uh, not only is the budget something that raises concerns for our fiscal position as a country, but even on the equity space, uh, albeit indirectly. Unpack this for us, because some of us might assume, well, many of our JSE listed stocks do have some form of international exposure or dual listed. So maybe the local shockwaves shouldn't weigh too heavily on them. But does this matter? Um, 
That's quite right. I mean, obviously, if you are, you know, for instance, a Kumba, um, your share price is determined primarily by the exchange rate and the price of iron ore. But there are a bunch of companies on the JSC that obviously link to the South African economy. And and when borrowing costs are so high, and of course, remember, if the government's borrowing cost is high, then companies' borrowing cost tends to be even higher. You know, it's kind of government plus a spread to get to a company borrowing cost. So I think that massive increase in borrowing costs over the last decade has really pressure on on South African companies, big and small. Um, and it, on the equity market specifically, it has, has resulted in a derating, which is just a fancy way of saying that investors are prepared to pay less for each rand worth of profit than they were uh, 10 years ago. So so primarily the budget weighs on the bond market or it has implications directly for the bond market, but I think indirectly it has it also has implications for for the equity market, and that explains partly why the South African equity market really has been trades at these very depressed valuations. I mean, the U.S. market is trading at a 20 times forward price earnings ratio. The South African market is trading at nine times. Um, that's a massive gap, and I think partly reflects, um, you know, higher borrowing costs in South Africa and fiscal uncertainty. Mm, definitely. Isaac, it's going to be an interesting one. I look forward to uh, hearing and seeing and reading more of uh, your debriefs and key takeaways on this one. And of course, perhaps how it might change um, uh, investment strategies going forward uh, in the short to medium term. Thank you again for your time, sir. If you missed it live, catch the podcast on kaya959.co.za.